the place for you to learn all things you need about becoming the healthiest and best version of you possible. I'm your host, Michael Sack, and I'd love to welcome you to the It All Starts With You podcast, where ambitious people come to learn all about healthy habits, mindset, nutrition, and everything around becoming the best you. Boom. Today on the show, we have Gabriel Laracuente. We connected through social media and we started chatting and I realized that, that this guy is super fucking fascinating. I wanted to hear his story and yeah, Gabe, welcome to It All Starts With You. How you doing? Good, good. Thanks for having me here. My absolute pleasure. Mate, we briefly chatted through social media, but curious to know what's your what's your what's your story mate okay so my story goes way back um there might be some people who might know who i am they'll know that i was once a rambler so i'm going to keep this very short compared to my usual long one which can go for like an hour or two hours long so um i was born and raised in bronx in the bronx new york amazing um which is not the most fun place to be, especially during the pandemic, but thankfully that was during the 80s. <laughs> and I was locked in, indoors. I was a very shy kid who um, had horrible social skills. I was very introverted. And one of the things that contributed to that introverted state of being was I was seeing things that weren't physically there. People today call this being clairvoyant or having psychic abilities. Back then, I didn't, I've never even heard of those things. I just knew that I could be listening to someone speaking to me and right over their shoulder, there's a ghost staring at me. So I had no idea as a kid how to interpret that, how to communicate that with my, to my family and my friends. It just didn't, uh, it wasn't happening. So I I was very quiet for years. And it wasn't until maybe fifth grade that I spoke up to my brother about those experiences. And then surprisingly, he also had his own experiences as well. That was a relief to me because I was brought up in a Catholic household. So those things were just, it was, we didn't speak about them. No one spoke about that sort of thing. It was almost rare to hear anyone talk about supernatural experiences from a Catholic background. That's fascinating. That is super, super fascinating. You, I, the way that I see religion is that you have the, the people that have these guidelines, these laws, and these whatever it is for you to become your best self. But most times they're not, it works as this suppressing thing. In your case, it's like, I'm seeing these, I'm seeing these extra beings, but I can't talk up about it. So, so that must have been a massive relief, a massive relief for you. When you started having these, when you started having these experiences, what was your, what was your thinking like? Did you think this was just, yeah, I will wake up and here's whatever it is. Um, 
I just, so I personally didn't really know what to think of it. So I had a, I had a lot going on. So as a kid, I'm, I have like, I'm going to school. Mm. I have to study, which I don't want to study. I'm playing video because <laughs> it's way more like entertaining yeah. than school is. Because I'm so quiet and so timid, I would get bullied here and there. And not by like big kid bullies that push me around. It would be like anybody. It would be like a just a sassy little girl who I asked for a pen. She would just like be really nasty to me. So I was just I was so used to just being quiet. Kids can so be it, absolute assholes, so that's for sure. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> yeah. And then they get older and they're like, oh, such an asshole kid. But yeah. um, for me, um, it just didn't seem because I noticed no one else was talking about these things. It just didn't feel like socially acceptable to like bring it up. It's like, mm. who can relate to that? If that sure. makes sense. That's and good. back then during that time, like books like Harry Potter, like we had, well, I had that and it was taken away from me because it was magic. And that wasn't, you know, something that was looked at in a good light by the church. So I'm not gonna bring something up that's gonna get me in trouble. That's my mindset as a kid. Wow, it's unreal that the experiences that we have when we are kids really plays a major influence onto our life much later, but it's only when we become more aware of it was like, holy shit, this has happened and, and later down in the line, this is uh, the reality that's been that's been created from this you're going to you're going to school you're going to school or all of this is uh, happening what's so uh, what's uh, happening in your in your day-to-day life like yeah so let's see on weekdays school coming back from school video games because i wasn't studying very often when i did i did mm. homework i did um martial arts at the time i actually didn't want to do it <laughs> but um my father's very good friend um he has an extensive experience like his life is martial arts in the military so i was told as a kid if you're going to be in a place like the bronx you got to defend yourself it's just smart to defend yourself okay. and um, and i'm thinking i just don't want to do this but I did it for a little while, then I stopped. Okay. So martial arts actually didn't show up again until my teenage years. But there was something specific that happened in between my childhood and my like late adolescence. So I'm going to skip forward a bit into the story here. But um, yeah, please do. We eventually moved up here where I live now in the Hudson Valley, New York. And me and my brother met a friend named John. And turns out John, who's Mm -hmm still a good friend of ours um he also has interesting supernatural abilities happening to him as well okay so we're three kids messing around with this stuff um nice. <laughs> which but we're not sharing these experiences with anyone because no one's gonna get it anyway um around the age of 13 14 years old and i always screw this one up and i wish i journaled back then i didn't um the three of us had this really crazy experience which i'll save the details for another time but um 
Yeah, go <laughs> share away. I'm curious now, mate. <laughs> yeah. So I've shared this story so many times, but um, one night we were, I believe it was a Friday night, me, mm -hmm. John, and my brother were in my dad's house. My parents were gone for the weekend. John's parents were gone. Um, so we for that night, we could do whatever we wanted, but we didn't play video games like we usually did. We experimented mm. with psychic abilities. Beautiful. Cool. The experiment turned out to create a weird experience for all of us that I'm glad I'm not the only person who knew it. So now it's not just Gabe saying it, it's other people who can, you know, say this is real. They held that testimony. So anyway, sure. um, during this experiment that we're running, mm. the entire room starts to turn like static electricity. Like it's just very like, like electric in the air. Oh, and, it builds, and it builds and builds and builds and builds and builds to the point where from my perspective, time is moving very slowly. Mm. Um, eventually, although I'm thinking it's like five minutes passing, it's actually like two hours passing. So time, although it seemed really slow, it sped up. It's and really John fast. was able to, yeah, so John kept track of that. So it was literally, a, it felt like five minutes to me, but we were down there for about two hours. Anyway, um, near the end of it, mm -hmm. there's, we see a light. John's sitting to the right of me. My brother's sitting on the floor. And me and John are sitting like on a couch. Mm. I look at John. John looks at me. And the light forms above us. And everything's going slow motion, mind you. And when we look up, mm. there is as physical as I am right here. Mm. And as physical as you are, there was about this big, a golden ball of light hovering. Golden ball of light. Okay. That's <laughs> fascinating. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, that's it. That's the reaction that I would expect. I didn't tell anyone this story till like 20 something years later. And everyone was like, oh, were you on drugs? And I'm like, this is why I want to share it. Because if I shared back then, I would have been considered that. So that's anyway, not, yeah, whatever. Yeah. so it, it blew our minds. And it, it was just, it looked like just like a ball of golden light. It was just hovering and it was just glowing. And I'm just staring at it thinking, this is incredible. This is really happening. But mm. I'm like, what's going on here? This is strange. It's happening to kids. And all of a sudden, I black out. Wow. And when I come to, yeah, and I was blacked out for, I want to say, for me, it felt like 15 seconds. But when you black out, like, you know, it could yeah. be, who yeah. You have no concept of time. <laughs> no, like once you're, once you come to, you come to. But anyway, mm. I remember hitting the floor and John hit the floor as well. But John moved quicker than I did. I was slow and groggy and he's scratching his arm like this where the light was and his mm. arm is red. And I look at my shoulder where the light was and it was covered in red dots. Mm. So my brother looks like he saw a ghost. We didn't sit there. We all got up and we ran upstairs. I'd be shitting myself at that stage. Yeah. So good, it was terrifying. We spent about a good 45 minutes trying to put the pieces together and we couldn't. It just didn't make nothing about it made sense at all. To an average person, none, nothing about that would make sense. And we, we would just be another one of those kids on those paranormal shows talking about, you know what I mean? It would have been like that. There are that. so many of those shows. It's, it's like, it's almost convoluted this whole, this whole area of thought. Yeah. So you're right about that. So after that experience, although I couldn't make sense of it, mm. um, 
it started the journey for me to personally look at life and realize there's more to reality than people are talking about. Absolutely. So during my teenage years, going throughout high school and beyond, I go back into martial arts. I go on my own personal self, personal development journey. I practice and explore more psychic ability stuff. And yeah, that's what started my journey in martial arts. So tell me, uh, tell me your journey starting into martial arts, because uh, every person's journey is a very different. For me, when I started, my very first martial art was taekwondo i did that for a little bit and then much later in the piece i a friend of mine had told me about go go join an mma gym i was drinking a little too much i was smoking a little too much i was like yeah nah. so <laughs> i <laughs> so i joined an mma gym the very first class i was brazilian jiu-jitsu but it was only much later that I started in my journey. So I'm curious to hear um, your journey now. Yeah. So my journey started when I went back into martial arts, it was with the same school that I practiced before. Okay. Um, that's, that school is called Kuroshido or the way of the black warrior. It was a system that was founded in I want to say Yonkers, New York. The style itself is a mixed traditional style. So it incorporates uh, Shotokan karate, Kyokushin karate, but has a foundation with Aiki jiu-jitsu. So mm -hmm. we include the joint locks that you would see in Brazilian jiu-jitsu, but standing up. Mm -hmm. We also have judo. We have Western boxing mixed in, Mudukwan, which is also from Korea. Mm -hmm. And um, there's something else I'm missing. But a lot of the sparring style you you see, it looks a lot like um, kickboxing mm. and Muay Thai. but we eventually um, incorporated a lot more Western boxing and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So like the concept of MMA, I've, been, I've known about MMA for a long time. Um, me and my brother actually knew about mixed martial arts before the UFC was like popular. Like when the Ultimate Fighter came out a long time ago, we were like excited about that because we wanted to get into mixed martial arts eventually. So you were already a fan of pride. I'm guessing. Yep. <laughs> Pride is this is super fascinating. And it's like you have these massive names, these huge names in Brazil that are fighting in Pride. That it's like almost anything went outside of groin stumps and headbutts. Almost anything went. But it was unfortunate how it all ended up. There was rumors about it that there were that organized crime was involved in a whole variety of just fucking crazy shit. Um, yeah. But <laughs> so you were already a fan of Pride before all of this, eh? That's amazing. That is so. Yeah. That is so cool. So you started. Pra you started practicing that. How? How much of an influence did martial arts have on you on a, on your day-to-day -day life? It was, it became the foundation. It was one of the key foundations for my life, especially okay. as a as a teenager. When I when I pursued martial arts all over again after that Golden Orb experience, I didn't do it from the stance of wanting to even be a fighter. I didn't do mm -hmm. it for getting stronger, being the best. I did it because. Mm -hmm. 
it aligned to me what it looked like to be something that's beyond human. In what way? The, the way to physically move your body that the average person doesn't do. For example, the way someone can kick, the way they can flip, the way mentally they can react to someone's okay. physical movement, whether it's an arm coming at you or yeah. how someone um, psychologically comes at you, how to respond in a way where you can redirect it at them, mm. how you can use psychological manipulation in a way where you seem bigger than you really are. Like all these things, it makes me realize there's more to it than just being physically strong. There's levels to it where you're like mastering yourself. And mm. so with this golden orb experience, that, that goes to the idea that through self-mastery, I can understand what that experience of the golden orb was. That was my thinking as a teenager. Uh, and so that's why I got more into like energy-based stuff as well, moving forward later on. And that's where my experience with Tai Chi and Qigong and all sorts of stuff come into play as well. Some people will see this or the whole thing of energy based stuff um at the end of the day the, i'm not trying to make it sound woo woo or anything of the sort but at the end of the day energy is how we do it absolutely everything the energy that i put into martial arts or how you put it into your coaching or whatever or whatever it is to say energy that we put into something that we see an end result so that's really, that's really, really fascinating. I love this man. Um, so, so you're doing all of this, you're having all these incredible experiences. How is the martial arts influencing your, your social abilities? Is it making you more confident in yourself or talk to me through that process? Mm -hmm. Good question. <laughs> I think so too. Um, good question and very interesting answer. It actually made me more quiet. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. So, <clears throat> so I'll I'll explain what that looked like. Um, and an everyday basis, the people that I knew, mm. um, or actually no, people that I didn't know, mm. they would notice I was very quiet. But they noticed mm. the the way I carried myself, my posture there was something very strong and stoic about it. So although mm. I was quiet, people, some people were intimidated by that quietness and that mm. posture and other people found it mysterious and attractive. So it had its like good qualities, but uh, when it came to being an outgoing person, um, that didn't start till, I wanna say maybe seven, eight years ago. That wasn't until I decided to become an entrepreneur. Body language, body language is key. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. That's amazing. A high school is like whatever. It's it's not a big deal. The people put this massive emphasis on you have to have great grades to get into a good college to get a good job. Blah blah blah. It's not necessarily the, not necessarily the case. There are so many ways of of and making a life on your own terms of it if you go through to college or if you go to university or if you join the military or if you do whatever it is there are so many different options about we're working with what we know we're doing the best we can with what we have at that current moment so you you finish a high school you're doing a martial arts i know what we talked about 
briefly through social uh, on on quantum physics and all of that is like where where does this fit into the picture okay so the quantum part actually came in a few years later okay after high school okay. so after high school um career wise all that stuff i didn't know what i wanted to do but i knew most, yeah yeah i knew at least one i love training i love martial arts mm -hmm. but b um because my instructor at the time took out a facebook and i was like i don't I don't want a Facebook. <laughs> I don't want social media. I'm on social media. And he was like, that's a good way to connect to get a Facebook. I was like, all right. So I got one. But through it, I learned that there were other people who had experiences like I did with the whole golden orb and all these spiritual things. So then I'm realizing I'm not alone anymore. But I also realized that there are people on social media that started to make a business back then doing psychic readings. Okay. So I'm thinking to myself, because I don't want to be going to school and going to college because there's nothing I want to do that's going to mass like match up with what's out there um what's this whole psychic thing about so I explored that and eventually I would become a psychic um this is I want to say five years ago Amazing. I got a certification did a number of readings for several years um something about it fell off this is a topic for another conversation so I'm just going to touch on this really briefly okay. but i realized a lot of inconsistencies not with my readings per se but but what with what's been taught involving what this it mean to be psychic and intuitive what the new age is and spirituality is i i had a point in my life where um i wasn't resonating with what was being put out there and i stepped away from it i took a step back a big step back mm. and during the step back process I found a bit more answers with my golden orb experience. And that all led down to the path of understanding quantum energy technologies. Okay. In this case, during my um, golden orb experience is being able to find a way how to identify what that was. Um, I eventually mm -hmm. did. And through learning about what that is, I had to understand how quantum technologies worked or what that even is, what that looks like how that helps people, why it's important. All those things played a very important role. Mm -hmm. So it's really interesting because I start off with psychic abilities and martial arts. Mm -hmm. Then I wanna be my own boss and get involved in the health and wellness industry. Mm -hmm. So I understand getting healthy and physical health, but then I start to learn later on that your, the health of your actual like energetic field and there's a that's a whole different thing in itself but that's yeah. dependent on your health as well so all these things are a part of the same spectrum of health physical health lining up with energetic health and energetic health lining up with psychic health all this stuff so that's where i started to really understand how psychic stuff worked on a scientific level and not just on a woo-woo level it all comes that it all comes down to our overall health. If we're feeding our bodies absolute shit, our thinking is going to be off. Our moods are going to be all over the place. It all comes down to trying to tap into homeostasis, as in finding this middle, this happy spot, as you do, as you will, um, and so we can live a optimal life per se i'm curious where did you learn about um 
quantum was it all through youtube or was it through a college like i gotta love youtube though. <laughs> yeah. it was actually through a friend um his name yeah, is right. tobias b harrell he's actually a colleague of mine now amazing okay and so you yeah um, no no you got just give a little story on that just to sure. give more context yeah. um his story actually started with a neck injury that he had that left him unable to move his entire body going downwards unless he was on some sort of medication so he dealt with that injury for a good while his muscles actually atrophied on his body um the medical field could told him there's nothing that they could do for him so he did literally everything he could in many areas of homeopathy and holistic medicine until one day he discovered quantum energy technologies and in this case um something that works with frequencies Okay. And you're tuning in the frequency with, with your body, but these frequencies could hold information. So by programming the information within those set frequencies, depending on the device you're using, you can administer that to someone's physical body. You could do it to their minds. You could do it to the acupuncture points. On some cases, you could do it to someone's heart to help with moving uh, specific emotional blocks to stimulate specific emotional states. The list goes on. And so he did this for himself and he was able to remedy the problem with his neck. Interesting. Hey, yeah. So that's, uh, that's the type of stuff that we got into. Really interesting. Okay. So you touched, uh, you touched base that, um, you wanted to get into, you got into the health and wellness and talked about, we talked about our health and wellness and we talked about, a whole variety of different things. Um, what did you go? What did you go from there once you stepped away from from the psychic readings? From there, mm. I decided to take a more a more scientific approach. So one of the things that I recognized that was going on, and I'm sure any coach out there will recognize this, but someone will come to you for your service. Your service, more or less, is involving giving direction giving advice, showing people a solution. Mm. And um, nine times out of 10, <laughs> depending on who you're speaking to, mm. the people will hear what you have to say and they won't do it. They won't take the advice. And, and that's just, that's a part of the, the game. So one thing I realized about doing readings was that it was, the work was becoming empty. I had an ability and I had gold to give to people, but not everyone's willing to receive the very things they need to hear and to do the things that they need to do with what they've heard. Many people are willing to just keep learning, searching, looking, and yeah, you know. It's what you call being an ask hole. You just want to ask and you get, they get a nice answer and then, and then just keep going. I think it comes down to, it comes down to one, there are three things we have surface levels we have surface level stuff changing our habits but it comes down to our beliefs and true change it comes down to our belief and change in itself is hard it's you're doing the small things a day in and day out. And if someone isn't willing to actually be doing that, then 
your answers is going to fall on deaf ears. And that's what I found as well in personal training. People will come to me saying, hey, I want to lose weight. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I'm like, okay, first do this, do that, do this, do that. Oh, I'm just going to do it myself. I'm like, then why the hell did you ask me then? Because <laughs> they're not willing to actually put in the work. Yeah. So I'm sure that's the same. I'm sure that's the same across the board. You got into a health and a wellness. What have you been doing within this space? So I've been guiding people to hit their specific health goals using solution-based systems. And that looks like supplementation from whole foods. Amazing. Okay. And what's your story for getting into, into this, um, supplementation or through whole foods what what does that look like exactly okay so what is you mean like the beginning like my story with getting involved in that as in uh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so that actually started with my girlfriend okay i enough. so she shares her story um here and there so she one day I want to say about seven years ago, maybe even going on to eight, she was diagnosed with Crohn's. And during that time, she was having a really, really, really hard time um, absorbing nutrition. Mm. So one day, because she was really desperate, she reached out to a friend that she's, her friend was losing weight on this program. Um, my girlfriend wasn't trying to lose weight. If anything, she was losing weight because her body was absorbing nutrition, but my girlfriend needed something. She was desperate. She needed a change. The doctors weren't doing anything for her. We were trying a whole bunch of things. Nothing was happening. Mm. So, um, it was less than a month after she got started with this program and it completely changed her health. She nice. starts absorbing nutrition again and all this stuff. And of course we can't, um, we can't claim to treat, diagnose, or prevent anything at all. But what mm. I can say from my personal experience from seeing my girlfriend, if you put the right nutrition into someone's body, mm. the body's going to do what it has to do. And so exactly. because yeah. I was curious. Um, I decided to try it on myself. And mm. six plus years later, here I am helping people get healthy. <laughs> That's incredible. That is, un that is unreal. Okay. So you've had you've had such an incredible experience and how old are you i'm 33 you're only 33 fuck mate you're a baby and there's <laughs> there's so much <laughs> there's so much of that can still be done um so this year especially in the states especially in new york it's been it's been absolutely nuts, not just this year, but last year as well. Mm -hmm. um, so what's a day-to-day -day life like for you? Like, what do you do on the daily? <sighs> it changed. So the weird thing with the pandemic is that life, um, I don't have as like a strict schedule. I have a found like I have a frame, but the frame consistently has to change because I'm not always home. I'll mm -hmm. bounce between where I live to my girlfriend's place to help out with her family, and then I'll be doing things at our apartment. So Beautiful. outside of that, 
with all the traveling, um, helping clients hit their health goals, um, also working with different clients who are getting remote scans and via the quantum energy technologies. Some mm. people are getting mentorship in regards how to utilize technologies and ways mm. that they can purchase it, depending on what that looks like for their health or um, the reason why they would even want to learn about these new sciences. Mm. But the last and most important thing that I'm doing is not just putting together, but also teaching people waving bedding motion, which is the energetic system I came up with as a result of my experience with the golden orb, martial arts, nutrition, quantum energy technologies, and putting it together in a package where someone can literally do it themselves. I'm guessing you've had some help um, putting that together, right? From God. <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't share the last part of the golden orb experience story. Okay. Um, when I found out what the golden orb was, mm. um, it changed my life. Mm. That's the best way I could put it. This happened June of last year. Mm. I received confirmation what the golden orb was. And the confirmation was that that orb was the Holy spirit. Mm. Um. I didn't know how to take that because as a kid, I was raised Catholic and I thought that religion's bullshit, plain and simple. However, when God shows up in your life in ways that you can't imagine, you realize you don't know it all. And in that moment, I was very humbled. I was also very grateful because everything that I've been trying to put together all my life when it comes to my personal life pursuit since martial arts, since the Golden Orb experience and beyond, they're all puzzle pieces that just couldn't get together. And then the moment that I realized that was the golden orb and God played a role in my life, it slammed the pieces together into the picture that I've been trying to see all my life. And that picture is what created wave embedding motion. Ha. Ah, and that's another, uh, that's another story for another day. Yes, Fascinating. It is. <laughs> Fascinating. <laughs> okay. Mate, this has been super super fascinating <laughs> I really i'm sure you weren't it. expecting it but <laughs> i was like when you when we started talking and you started talking about it through social uh, through messenger i'm like this like this conversation that has to go like face to face virtually face to face now so i'm like fuck <laughs> i was stoked for this <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's an honor to share. <laughs> and I'm sure there'll be a lot of people that will hear this and will reach out and hopefully can get more eyes on what you're doing and where you're all about. Where can people find you through social or whatever? So social media, um, Gabriel Laracuente. So that's Gabriel G-A-B. Last name, L-A-R-A-C-U-E-N-T-E. -E. Now, if you want to contact me about my services or directly, you can go to my website, which is quantumwing.com. Beautiful. Mate, this has been absolutely incredible. I really appreciate your time. And uh, thanks again. Absolutely, dude. It was amazing. I look forward to this again. Cheers, mate. Right. Have a good Bye. one. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in. Would mean the world to me if you left a five-star written review and subscribe so we can all make a bigger impact together.